Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. The beer this week is called Snickerdoodle Stout by Hoosier Brewing Co. of Greenwood, Indiana. This is a deliciously sweet and satisfying brew that is perfect for this winter season. Did I mention the brewery has an axe during rains in the middle of it? It's freaking crazy. Uh, you, Cheyenne, didn't, you didn't mention that. I didn't, but now I did. It has an axe during rains in the middle of it. Highly recommend drinking your beer behind the people throwing the axes. Way more action that way. Feel free to go check out our merch store at thecomcast.com, all one word, all lowercase. Thanks for listening, and let's get into the episode. everybody to another episode of the Comcast. As always, I am What's Ryan, up, everybody? Host. I'm trying to do my intro when you're interrupting <sighs> me. Sorry. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Ryan here, as always, your gracious host. And joining me, as always, is Cody Cummings back. Your gracious co-host. On a two-week hiatus. Three-week hiatus? Two-week hiatus? Uh, this is week number three, but we're coming at you live from the bedroom. It's not live. It's recorded. Uh, recorded live. So everything on this is going to be... Edited slightly. Edited postly. Post postally. Yeah, maybe I'll leave the part. Post Malone's going to edit this. It never fails that Cody always has to redo the beer of the week because yeah. he fucks it up some way or another. I have a lisp. Lisp. That's not your problem. Okay. You're just like it was like I don't even Snickerdoodle know. Snickerdoodle snout. A snout stout. See, yeah. I can't even say it. Snickerdoodle stout. It's like saying seashells, seashells by the... I see, I can't even say it. That's just like every... Snickerdoodle stout. It doesn't matter. Every week we'll sit here and we'll be like, I need my moment of silence and we have to be quiet. Me and Cheyenne have to sit here and fucking wait for Cody to muster up the goddamn courage to, to, to read five sentences about speaking, a beer. Speaking of Cheyenne... Oh, that's right. She's not here. Yeah. The podcast is going to be wonderful. <laughs> Terrible. That's, uh, to, that's the love of your life. Huh? That's the love of your life. The love of my about. life for right now, the past two and a half years. Wow. Who knows where the future, what the future holds. Wow. Hopefully I mean, nothing You guys else. are thinking about buying a house together, so you might want to make up your Hopefully mind nothing else but her. <laughs> That's what the future is going to hold. We will see, I guess. Yep. I am in the palm of her uh, pinky hand. Her pinky hand. Yeah. Her hand has, her pinky has a hand attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically, if we want to get technical, yes, her pinky is an extension of her hand. Therefore, her pinky is not part of her hand. It's just doing its own fucking thing way out here in space. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing ever. You ever seen somebody walk with their pinkies up? Just not fancy? Fancy people, yeah. Yeah, somebody that's not Dandy fancy. Dandy fops. Somebody, somebody that's not fancy, she does all the time. Pinkies up. I don't know why. All the time. The fanciest people in the world don't even put their pinky up. You can't even hold her hand and hold her pinky at the same time. You can't You can't do it. Her pinky has to be by itself on top of your hand. It's the weirdest thing ever. She's an alien. Huh. That uses her pinky for weird things. Makes me feel sad for people with no hands. Amputees. 
Shit. What? No pinkies. <laughs> why do they? Why do these people always? Why did? Why does this stuff always come up? What does this what? mean? What does that mean? What? Is, you can't be fancy with no pinky, right? You ain't got no hands. You, you ain't got no pinky. What do you put up? If you ask me, they might have less to worry about. Like what? I mean, yeah, it's sad to not have any taxes. It's, it's sad to not have any hands, but. You also don't have to deal with problems with your hands. I feel like we take our hands for granted. Hands are a very important tool. If we didn't have hands, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of shit. So True. I feel bad for people that don't have hands, born without them, or they lose them in some kind of accident. I think I'd rather have no hands and no feet. But then also, that's like to take this another direction, what gives me motivation to exercise a lot of times lately Especially lately. No, just listen to this. In case you lose your hands. No, no. What motivates me nowadays no. is not having hands, and I want to use them as much as possible before they fall off. Kind of, yes. So what motivates me lately, what, what motivates me to exercise, especially lately, is I see these workout videos. In my fucking hands. Just let me finish. These, work, <laughs> these, these workout videos of people that don't have limbs exercising oh, okay exercising maybe i should have let you finish you should i kept telling you to let me finish <laughs> what motivates me nowadays is no hands people with people with no hands and they do yeah. that's the point and and it's it's one of those things like i have all of my limbs and i, I have all of my limbs all of my digits you know extremities and these people don't and there's this video of them like on a rower machine or on like a lap pull down or bench pressing or doing something in the gym or exercising and they don't have limbs, they don't have legs, they, you know, something is missing. And that gives me, especially lately, a lot of motivation to like just get off my ass and do it because I could have no arms or no legs or either. I mean, one of the best um, collegiate wrestlers when I was in high school had um, no arms and no legs. And he was one of the best collegiate wrestlers in his weight class. He had no arms and no legs, and he kicked ass. And I cannot remember his name, but there was a documentary that was made about him, too. Um, but he, he literally has, I think one arm has just past his elbow, and the other one is cut off at the elbow. And then both legs are cut off right at the knee, I think. He was born with a, he, I, he was born with a condition. He was born like that, but he was an awesome wrestler. Like you could get pinned by a dude with no limbs. It's crazy. Huh? Yeah. It was kind of cool. Reminds me of the guy that did all the walking dead videos. Who's creepy zombie. Which one? The guy, I don't even know. He was kind of like that. His arms were like that. That might be the same guy who did the walking dead videos. Are you, are you sure? There's one guy who did, you don't know the guy who did all the walking dead videos. He wasn't in the walking dead. But he 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 dressed up like a zombie and scared his dad, and then he got he went viral, and then they were doing interviews, and they had he scared Norman Reedus. They had him dress up under a table. And oh, Norman, I remember. And that. Norman Reedus sit out. He come running out from under the table. So here's well, this. not running, but so you know a lot what of I mean. people might know if you watch collegiate wrestling, Zion Clark is one of them, and he wrestled for Ohio, and he has no legs at all, and, and I think one arm. Uh, no, I think he has both arms. He was just born without legs, and he's a pro freestyle wrestler. So he's professional now. Olympic. He um, so he's it looks like he's trying out for the Olympics. So wants to be the best freestyle wrestler in the world. He was born without legs due to 
Caudal Regression Syndrome um, and put in foster care. Thanks to the support of loving foster mom. Um, so he trains twice a day and six days a week. Uh, and said to have no like, but if you've ever watched videos of this guy wrestling Zion Clark, he is jacked. Like his top body's jacked. I don't think he has. It doesn't look like he's cut off at the waist. It looks I think like. he. I think he might. Yeah, he's cut off at the waist ah. actually. So Both Zion arms Clark cut off at the waist. So Zion Clark is cut off at the waist. He has basically no lower half of his body, and he was a amazing collegiate wrestler. Upper body, right? Jacked. Uh, yeah, but he was an amazing collegiate collegiate wrestler, and it looks like he's been training or was training for the Olympics. But, and then here is this other guy, and I don't know his name, but this is another guy, the guy I was talking about, that has actually some sort of lower limbs. Kyle Maynard? Oh, no, 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 that's the author. Never mind. He but wrote, yeah, so he the book about here's it. another guy, same, same thing. They're both badasses at wrestling, and it's they're amazing at it. And I got, here's a video right here. We'll play the short clip here That's the thing, like, he's still able to hold on to him, and he's, like, has half yeah. an arms. Half arms. If you think about it, and I wrestled in high school. No. But see, if you think about it this way, like he's in like a he's in like the skinny weight class too, because he's like half a dude. But see, also if you think about it, but see, also if you think about it, he's uh he might have an advantage over other people I because like he would because there's bit. nothing to grab on you. The only thing you have to grab onto is legs, like like his like his upper legs and his torso. When a lot of manipulation and wrestling comes from using your arms and legs and grabbing other people's arms and legs. So as long as he it's like it's like that one thing where if if you're fighting and you like if you're fighting the sweaty dude or the sweaty person, they're a lot harder to grab onto than a person that's not sweaty. Same thing with this guy. Like the greased up death guy from Family Guy. Yeah, same thing with same thing with, with Dustin or these other wrestlers who don't have limbs. There's no limbs to grab onto to perform these um, like specific moves and positions, because in wrestling, you use you like you use your opponent's arms to perform specific moves. They're your opponent's legs to perform specific moves, um, and you can't complete those and pin them and win the match if you if they don't have those. You know what I mean? So it honestly it makes it harder. And then also in high school, we practice wrestling blind. Because there are blind wrestlers that are awesome at wrestling. They're also badasses at wrestling. Why would they make you put blind it's, it's, on? It's, it was like practice. It, we, you were practicing. I mean, the one dude has no choice. But so, like, why would they make you do practicing, it? Like practicing blindfolded, especially like specifically for this story, wrestling, practicing blindfolded helps your other senses like touch. You, if you 
you, I mean, it's the same thing. Your senses are heightened if you lost one of them. You might not be able to feel something because you're using your eyes. You can feel where your opponent is. You can feel... I feel like y'all just got touched. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, you're, you're, it's normal wrestling, but you're blind. And you always have to have contact with the other person. When you're wrestling somebody that is blind, and if you've ever watched people that are blind wrestling, you always have to have contact. You can't break contact... Or you have to like stop, then you, they have to find each other again, and like the the ref has to like join them. You have to always at least have like one hand on like uh, a leg, or you have to like have their arm something. You always have to be touching. So you always have to be touching the blind person. Always, and they always have to be touching you, and that's what I'm saying. Like you can't break away from them, or they stop the match. Hmm. Because there's no point in wrestling somebody that I With, mean <laughs> who can't see. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like, the, it's it heightens the senses. Losing one of your senses heightens the other ones. So you're performing these moves without having to see to perform them. You have to use your other senses based on touch and memory. It it, it heightens your ability to do it. That's so, part of practicing. I enjoyed it. Sounds I like it somebody really watching good. too much Karate Kid. It was a really good learning experience. It really was. People mm. use it all the time. Who? People use it for practice all the time. Oh. Wrestlers. Wrestlers, coaches, they use it all the time. Jet Lee, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's dead. I mean, before. One hell of a ping pong player. Jet Lee fights in movies. Doesn't mean he doesn't know shit. He's yeah. still fucking roundhouse dude in yeah. the face. Brandon Lee, I mean, he did it all the time, too. Yeah, he got shot. <laughs> Died too young. And now they got Jason Momoa. He's the new... The new... I The new crow. Yeah. I've seen that. And honestly, it might be. Pretty I'm good. not gonna lie, it might be pretty good. Jason Moa might be too big to be the crow. No, you gotta think. No, like, okay, so Jason Momoa's not that big. Jason Momoa is huge. I mean, he's a big guy. Yes, that's what I mean. He's you, huge. Yeah, you can't be. But he's another superhero, though. He's already Aquaman. You can't make him another. Yeah, and superhero. he's a fucking warrior in fucking whatevers. So yeah, but like. He's already Aquaman. What if the Crow and Aquaman meet one day? You can't have two Jason Momoas. That's too much hotness when in one room. When would the Crow and Aquaman meet? Whenever there is evil afoot, you never know what's going to happen. No, because fucking who else? There's 16 Batmans. Crows can't swim. What if one Batman meets the other Batman like they did in the Spider-Man? Speaking of that, the new Batman is also a vampire. And he should totally... Be a vampire's Batman. Oh, you mean like he was a vampire? Yeah, Edward Cullen. Okay, okay. Yeah, Edward Cullen. I totally. Meant, I thought you meant like he's a vampire in the movie, and I'm like, what they kind should of make him a that? vampire in the movie. Why? Because it would make it a better movie. Vampire Batman. Doesn't that sound way cooler? There's vampire bats. Vampire Batman. No, because he's <laughs> he's all. <laughs> I don't know. It'd make him weirder. Vampire. He already is weird. I mean, true. But then you don't need gadgets anymore. Then he'd be... He, honestly, he'd be better. Because then he'd have, like, superpowers. But Batman wouldn't need gadgets. Yeah. Uh, Edward Anthony Mason it's, Jr. It's, it's Robert Pattinson. Huh? It's Robert Pattinson. Oh, that was his fucking... Yeah, Ed, thing. Edward Cullen. Fucking yeah, Robert moron. Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, dumbass. So ass. Robert Pattinson's gonna be the new Batman. Yeah. No, I just... I seen that and I was like... What happened to Ben Affleck? He's just like, eh, maybe not this time, guys. Honestly, uh, and they said, um, what's his name? 
Fuck. Robert Pattinson? No, no, Robert Pattinson, but ah, what's his name? Which one? He Val was, Kilmer. No, he was in um Keaton. Michael he was Keaton. in the lighthouse. Or the who yeah, he was in William the, Defoe? Yeah, William Defoe's the Joker when he's the Batman, I think. Huh? Yeah. They're making William Defoe the Joker. They didn't bring back He sh- he should have always been the Joker. Why? Because he'd be a good Joker. Look up look up William Defoe pictures as him as the Joker. They need to bring back uh Jim Carrey as a Riddler. No, That'd be he, fun. He'll never do it. The Riddler was like a sh- Who was the other Joker? Um uh, Jack it? Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is the best Joker. Well, bring back Jack Nicholson. Exactly. Maybe, maybe Jack will do it. Jack is ninety five. <laughs> he can't. He can't do it anymore. <laughs> He's so old and looks so bad. But he what? He all he wants to do is just watch his Lakers and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson is old as shit. Let's see. He's eighty four. <laughs> he could do it. No, no, he can't. In a wheelchair. Uh, Jared Leto was the last one. Jared Leto was the last one in the. No, he uh, wasn't. He was the last. Like, uh, well, sorry. No, was. It was fucking Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Why can't Joaquin Phoenix do it? Because he was like origin Joker. He can't do it. That's what I'm saying. Why do they keep picking these different people to be Joker? Just make one dude the Joker. And just have him keep doing it all the time. It's the same thing with Batman. You know why? Because after four films, fucking what's-his-name doesn't want to do it anymore. They don't want Jared Leto to do it again. He got too real, dude. He went Heath Ledger. He went Heath Ledger when he was Joker. I think Heath Ledger was an awesome Joker. He would have been a great one. He could have made it. He could have been, like, as big as a Joker as, like, Adam, uh, as like Adam West Batman. Like, Adam West Batman. Adam West was Batman for the longest time. And he could have been the Joker for the longest time. R.I.P. Heath Ledger, you just you just were too fucking good at being the Joker that you died. Um, too good at everything. You were like Paul Walker. You died too early. There's a lot of those. R.I.P. Paul. You know who else we fucking lost? Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's talking about that. What? No. Nobody's talking about Meatloaf. Meatloaf, an icon. <laughs> Meatloaf. What <One> song? <laughs> His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> His name is Robert Paulson. This is Bob. Bob has bitch tits. <laughs> For those of you who haven't, if you've seen what you, it's just pictures of meatloaf. You fucking same thing. Meatloaf. It's the same thing. They look the same. You're talking meatloaf recipe. What the fuck is wrong with you? Meatloaf, the food. <laughs> And me love the singer are the same in the the same fucking thing. It's a blob of meat with ketchup on top. It's the same thing. But anyway, for those of you who don't, right there, meat loaf, two words. (laughs) But uh, so for those of you who have seen Fight Club, Robert Paulson, (laughs) Bob, Bob with bitch tits. Yeah. Uh, on the Fight Club movie is Meatloaf, the the singer. Or have you seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? He has a great, great scene in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, one of so, my one of my favorites. Um, so did so. How did he die? Um, I know somebody posted. COVID? No, I don't think it was COVID. He was having surgery on something, and then he's like, "I'm going into surgery in two days, and then we'll see how it is." And I don't think he ever. Came out of it. I'm not going to lie. He was 74 when he passed away. Yeah, he's pretty old. 
January 20th. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about Meatloaf dying. Meatloaf was awesome. Dude, Bat Out of Hell, the original, in 1977, that's a that's still, still a dope-ass song. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that was about? Eating pussy. <laughs> I doubt it. I would do anything for love. We can't play Bat Out of Hell. We can play a couple seconds of it. Let me skip forward. The voice of an angel, the face of a mutant. <laughs> and the hair of beauty. Fabio. Yeah. I like everybody's just like waiting. You gotta wait on Meatloaf. This is an eight minute song. So? I don't know the words. <laughs> I don't know the words either. And he's always got a, a, a silk sweat rag. By the end of this, by the end of this music video, I don't know if you watched this whole music video. I've watched it a couple times. He is so sweaty. <laughs> he is so sweaty. Like this right here. This image right here. See how wet his hair is. So sweaty. All them rock stars are sweaty. I skip forward a little bit. Honestly, beautiful voice. In fact, Meatloaf had a, had a... We'll stop playing it in case somebody wants to be like, Oh, you copyrighted Meatloaf. Be like, nah, bro, I was just looking up recipes. That's Jesus. it. Yeah, Meatloaf had, honestly had a good voice, but... I don't know. To be honest, His did name we really, is Robert Paulson. Did we really need him, though? Yes. Yeah, we did. did he was we, great. Did we, though? That's... We just listened to a dope-ass song. Part of it. True. Only about 40 seconds of it. R.I.P. Meatloaf. R.I.P. Meatloaf. You'll be missed. R.I.P. Bob Saget. R.I.P. Betty White. Cubs and threes. We're over. We one made more. it. One more. That is three. I know, but there's one more. How? Uh, there's one more person who died. I said a come. A who? Um, you brought it up. It was like an actor. Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson didn't die? I'm Louis Anderson. He didn't die? Yes, he did. When? Like two days after Meatloaf did? Really? <laughs> yeah. No, the same day. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Lee Anderson. He died the day after. 68. The day after. So, bad news comes in fours now. In 2022, bad news comes in fours. Oh, I mean, Betty White died in 2021. 2022, you mean? No, she died New Year's Eve, 2021. Oh. Yeah, so Meatloaf and him. So, Meatloaf and Louie Anderson died. And Bob Saget. In 2022? Yeah, Bob yeah, Saget died okay. like... Never mind. Bob Saget died like a week before they did. Two weeks mind. before they did. Bad news comes in threes. It's over. Okay. We've made it for a little while longer. Yeah. You ever watch Louis Anderson stand up? It's fucking hilarious. No. His old his old stand up was it's hilarious. It's so funny. Um, very, very funny person. Very funny person. You will all be missed. I'm gonna rock out the bat out of hell as soon as we end this episode. Why? Because it's a good song. I mean it's not. <clears throat> yes, it is. Like, I would do anything for love. Walking around like a silk shirt with, like, like Fabio. He's walking around. He looks just like Fabio. If Fabio went to an all-you-can-eat shrimp buffet one time, just once, because he's bloated from all the MSG. That's it. That's it. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick bathroom break. Meatloaf.
Hey everyone, just wanted to take a second to let you know about our official podcast store at thecomcast.com. Go check it out today, everybody. We've got everything you can think of from t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, organic tote bags, and even drinkware like coffee mugs and craft beer glasses. Go check it out today at thecomcast.com. Now let's get back into the episode. And we're back. And we're back. Welcome back. So I feel like it's best just to maybe explain our two-week hiatus here. Is it though? I feel like I feel like we're you know. Long story short, we, we went to, we went we, to jail. We kind of left you hanging for. Yeah. We left you hanging for a couple of weeks. We you went know, to, we went and to we j- just we just got back from a a, a break, and we left yeah. you hanging for another two weeks because we went to jail for slander. So we didn't go to jail for slander. I'm trying to act tough for the people. That's not something to act tough about. Yeah, it is. That's not a tough crime. Slander? Slander? No. No, I, it's not. I fought PETA. Like fist fought. The whole building. Like a whole box of PETA bread. Yeah, a whole box of PETA bread. And I won! There, was, there wasn't enough PETA bread for my hummus. <laughs> there wasn't enough PETA bread to fucking take me on. And I slipped into a diabetic coma. So anyway, uh, Cheyenne and I actually, we just got back. From a vacation to Dominican Republic. Good for you. <laughs> so, so we just got back from vacation. That's why I was I, stuck here in the cold. So we were on, we were on. That's why we were on hiatus for two weeks, and you didn't hear anything from us. But to be honest, we have a whole backlog of old episodes. If you haven't listened to them, so you can go check those out. One hundred fifty-six of them. Yep, one hundred and fifty-six to be exact. Exactly. So, but no, Cheyenne and I were in the Dominican Republic for ten days. We were in Punta Cana. At a wonderful resort, and we had a great time. We rode dune buggies through mud holes, went to a quarry. I dove into a 25-foot like natural cave. The most refreshing thing I think I've done in a long time. It really was. What was so refreshing about it? We had been, well, we had been driving dune buggies for like two hours in the hot sun. And it's it, it, was, it was perfect weather down there. It was between like... In the very early morning, it was like 60 degrees, and then it would get up to 85 and then just gradually go back down. So it was around 85 degrees in the middle of the day. So we've been riding dune buggies, buggies were covered in mud, covered in water, dust, everything. And we get to this cave, they're like, you ready to jump in? I'm the first one in line. Because he's like, come on, let's go. So we get to the down into this cave, and he's like, just jump in the middle. And I'm like, jump in the middle? And I'm looking out in this... And I just see, it's just, just this crystal clear blue water. And you look about 20 feet in, and it's just fucking dark. <laughs> Sounds super safe. And so, I mean, hundreds of people do it every day. But that's what they said about the Brazilian waterfall, too, and the fucking cliff. Smack. Yeah. So, but, uh, but they broke, didn't jump off of it. Could have broken neck and They didn't jump off of it, though, did they? They what? just pulled their boats up to it, right? No, they don't jump off the waterfall. They were looking at it from the water and a piece of the cliff fell off. I know. We watched it. And smashed a boat. It smashed like, it killed like, what, 10 people or something no, like that? six. Oh. The only six. But so. They're better than 10. <laughs> so it, the reason why I'm so refreshing is because it's just this crystal clear blue water. And you jump in. It just felt so good to get all that shit and mud and dust off of me. Could have been a jellyfish in there. And could've in a died. cave. You could have died. In a cave. Yes, in a cave. Now, now this one dude behind us uh, was Hispanic. He's like, well, little do they know that eels live in caves. And I was like, there probably is. Some, That's some what the guy said? Of, 
There, there probably is some kind of fish in the cave. Wait, some, some guy who was riding with us in the in the group. Oh, little did the Dominican people know who live there. Eels no. live in caves. They do. You know what else lives in caves? Caves bears. <laughs> you know what else lives in caves? Sasquatch. <laughs> Dominican Sasquatch. Vampire Batman lives in a cave. <laughs> but anyway, you know what else I lives doubt- in caves? What? <laughs> I really doubt. Guess what else lives in caves? Jesus. Okay, rats. <laughs> I don't think rats live in caves. Guess what else lives in caves? What? I don't know. Okay, mushrooms. Move on. <laughs> mushrooms. All right, move on from that. So, guess what else lives in caves? Jesus. Okay. Snakes. Jesus did snakes. Snakes. No, okay. he walked. In, he he walked out of one. He was buried in the cave and walked out. <laughs> Twirling his fucking cane. Uh, and went to heaven. Jesus was the original Spelunker. <laughs> so. Guess who used to live in a cave? Who? I don't know. Uh, okay. Me. Let me finish my story. So. <laughs> Little did they know. Eels live in caves. I highly doubt that there was any kind of eel in this cave. trying to be cool. <laughs> I highly doubt there was any kind of eel in this cave. There, there's probably some kind of fish. But it wasn't. Like, you can see into it, but I don't know how deep it actually went. So, so I jumped in. It was just crystal clear. <laughs> crystal clear. Crystal clear. He was trying to be so cool with that. Oh, shit. Little do they know. Little do the Dominican people know who live here and have been here for hundreds of hours. Like, they come here every day and take white people, white Americans, <laughs> to fucking a cave so they can jump in it. Little do they know, I know a secret. <laughs> Eels live in cave. <laughs> okay. Eels! <laughs> Enough with the eels! eels. Enough with the eels, okay? <laughs> he said it! He did. Little do they know eels live in caves. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on from the eels. <laughs> He's so stupid. I don't laugh. <laughs> so, uh, so, that's so funny. I jumped in the water. It was very refreshing. I bet it was. And he said, "Just it really was." And he said, "Just jump in the middle." And I and I look out into this cave, into the water, and you can see the bottom. It's twenty five feet deep, but it does not look like it from the top because it's so clear. He said, "Jump in the middle, in between the rock face that you're jumping off of, which it was only about the it, from where you're jumping is only about five feet till you hit the water. So you're not really jumping that far." Yeah, but. He said, jump in the middle, and I look out in the very middle of the cave that you can jump to, and there's this this giant stalagmite coming out of the fucking water. And I was like, where's the middle? And he goes, right there, in between that and the rock. I was like, oh, okay, you mean about five feet? Did you you fart? Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know what else lives in caves? Farts. <laughs> Farts live in caves. So it was, really, it was a really cool experience. We drove the dune buggies back and actually one of the kids walked up. When we were first starting, we stopped in the road to make sure everybody was behind us. Because there was like a a, tra- a train of like 10 dune buggies behind us. And we were in the very front behind the, the guide. A train of dune buggies. Yeah, it was. there was like 10 of us. I think it's a line of dune buggies. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> So there was a guy Big fucking trained to dune buggies in the middle of the line. forest. So there was like ten of them, ten other ones behind us, 
And we stopped in the middle of the road just to make sure everybody pulled out. We were going in the right direction. And we stopped. And were you kid, driving these dune buggies? I or would, somebody? yeah. Okay. I, would be, I was because Cheyenne would have been able to because it didn't well, have I didn't know if somebody's driving you. No, no. We were driving. And it, um, it's good, too, because it didn't have power steering. And I realized that at the wrong time when we first started. And I was trying to turn out into the road and it didn't turn. Mm. And I had to, like, stop and... Cr- I mean, you had to crank the steering wheel. It was still fun, but Cheyenne probably wouldn't have been able to turn the wheel as she drove. So... We stop, and this kid walks up to Cheyenne, and he's holding this weed that he got on the side of the road. Like, like Hot marijuana? No, like a weed. Like a weed that grows on the side of the road. He wanted money from you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he did. And it's just this little kid, and she's like, aw. And I was like, take it, you know, whatever. I just thought he was being sweet. Little do I know, he wants a dollar for it. Yeah. <laughs> and so she grabbed it, he goes, one dollar. And I, I was like, a weed. I'm not pulling out money to give you a dollar for this weed. And... Basically, he, the guy in front of us, the guide, uh, takes off, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going. And I take off, and she's still holding this thing. I was like, and he's chasing us. This little kid is chasing us down the road. One his dollar. And Shia, I was like, just drop it. And she dropped it on the ground. And I was like, you just stole from a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> he hands her a weed. One dollar, please. Yeah, they were selling. I mean, they're just trying to make a living. Um but so after the dune buggies, we went to this organic plantation that grows like all this different stuff. We got the sample, um, like chocolate, this, uh, we got the sample chocolate coffee <clears throat> and this stuff called this alcohol called mama Juana, which mama Juana is like a 500 year old Dominican tradition or Dominican like staple. And it was originally started uh, when the French, like owned the Dominican Republic hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And they used to infuse brandy, uh, different types of like natural wood. And they grow like, like in the Dominican, they grow like cinnamon and um, coconuts and all this other stuff. And they use this wood to infuse the alcohol. So they put it in a glass bottle, put brandy in it, honey and red wine. And that's how it started. Well, after they won their free, after they like became independent from France, they made their own recipe and started using different like specific types of wood, like cinnamon wood and all kinds of stuff. And you leave it in the bottle, and they started using rum instead because they became known as in like rum production 500 years ago. So they do honey, red wine, and rum, and they called it Mama Juana. And they use it for like ailments. Like injuries, pains, aches, whatever, you know, just like a natural remedy. And they always use it for, they used it a long time ago for like male and female libidos to like have sex, stuff like that. So it was a really interesting story. So we got some of that and it was like a hand painted bottle and it it was really cool. And I told Cheyenne, I said, we're either going to love this, the Mama Wana, or we're going to hate it. And we tried it and I was like, this is fucking good. We're buying some. And we brought some back with us. And I actually took our empty bottle that we drank uh, from the flight from our trip. I took the empty bottle and actually put more brandy in it to age it like the French style. And it's it start it turned like it turned dark within like a couple days. So I'm I'm waiting for like another week to actually taste it after this. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, but we actually brought back some coffee and cocoa with us too. And this cocoa is like the most raw cocoa you could have it has like the butter the nibs and the powder in it they just basically dried it in the sun stuck it in like um the drying process and then ground it and then put it in a bottle 
So it's it tastes amazing. And uh, I got to try a cigar that they make there. So it was a really cool organic plantation. I think it's called Plantation Saboa is the name of it. So if you're ever in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, and you want to like book an excursion, definitely go to this plantation. It was a really, really good time. And we, we've been to Mexico, and Cheyenne's been to Mexico, and I think based on... Like trips that are uh, that are uh, probably around the same price, I highly recommend the Dominican Republic. Somewhere in the Caribbean, like Bahamas is fun, but the Dominican was really something special. If you stay like on a resort and like go to excursions, stuff like that, as opposed to like um, going to Mexico for a vacation. I mean, when we went to Mexico, we didn't to... do any excursions. So right, that was a thing. But I feel like, but the food at the resort was better. The restaurants were better. And they were both five-star resorts. Like, they were both these high-class up-there resorts. But the resort itself was a way better experience. It was way better experience. Um, we went to the beach one day. She got a whole bunch of coral and seashells. And we watched, watched the sunrise on the beach one day, which was really, really cool. And the water, you could see straight through it. It was blue water. Very, very awesome experience. But I just think as as like a rating, I would rate this, like the Caribbean Dominican Republic, like in the Caribbean Dominican Republic was an awesome experience. I rate it over like a trip to Mexico because they're relatively going to be the same price. They're, they're honestly about the same price if you're staying at a really nice resort. But the resort there was way better, way better. A lot more hospitable too. Yeah, I feel like treat people treated you a lot better, stuff like that. Yeah, so. I mean, you got a free weed, so it's not weed. I said a free weed. Oh, oh, I not mean free weed. Well, <laughs> technically, we didn't get it because I told Cheyenne to drop it on the floor yeah. so he can. So this little. So you stole from a child. So the, no, we didn't steal. I dropped it. He, I told her to drop it on the ground. Hey, technically, he stole from the earth. Technically, <laughs> and he tried. She to get dropped him. it on the road. So he can run up and pick it back up and try to scan somebody he else. He tried to con you, and you were like, fuck you, and then you drove away, and yeah. then you went to a cave, and little did they know that there's even... <laughs> 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 did a tire just... Did a tire just pop? Did a tire just pop? Little did they know that there's eels in this cave. Squeak, squeaking to over here. Ah, what a fucking idiot! Okay. Little do they, the native people know. Did you? <laughs> you think the native people know that there's eels in this cave? I will say also too that like uh, uh, Punta itself too was <clears throat> for the Caribbean and uh, driving like driving around Punta Cana. It, I feel like it was less populated too than like other islands in the Bahamas, like Nassau. Nassau was super pop, is super populated, and the driving was scary. The driving in Punta Cana was not that scary. Like it was okay. Like it, it, nobody so not was a lot like, of population. I feel like it's less population, especially for Nassau. Probably all the eels. <laughs> <laughs> Eating all the people. That's not it. They keep driving. They keep going in these caves, and the eels keep fucking getting them. Oh my god! What a fucking idiot! Jesus Christ! <laughs> but you know the funny thing. The funny part about it is, you know, he was trying to be cool. Yeah. They're like, just jump in the middle. It's safe. It's fine. We do it all kinds of times. Like, there's actually eels in this cave. He jumped. He also jumped in the cave too. <laughs> Dude, the guy, the guy who, yeah. Well, of course. 
He ain't worried about the youth. He was just making some shit up. <laughs> Little did you know, this cave is lactose and talk. <laughs> God. <sighs> All right. Woo! <laughs> Pretty sure there's a moose in this cave. Let's try and get it. <laughs> so, to, so to end this story, we were on hiatus for two weeks because we went on a vacation. Yeah. Shine and I went on a vacation. Woo! Which we... In fucking cave heels, man. <laughs> Which just you guys get just to give you guys a peek into the future here in a few months. Ryan and I will be going on a vacation. Um, we're gonna try to schedule some podcasts around that to keep you guys out of a hiatus again. I'd hate to keep just giving you guys like two weeks. Of, we'll just be gone for a no, week though. Well, yeah, but also I hate to keep giving them like no episodes a few months apart. I feel like I feel like people should have at least something. I mean, it doesn't take. It, it won't take much to just get on, record an episode, have some fun for the week, and um, just give you guys something to listen to to enjoy for that week. I don't, I, it blaming makes me, me. No, but it makes me feel a little guilty for, for yes, living my life, but also, and I'm going to live my life, but also I feel like you guys, I feel like you guys enjoy this podcast and you listen to it every week, and I feel like just giving you nothing and not announcing anything mm-hmm. is kind of... Do you guys a little dirty? You know what I mean. So if I you mean feel, that's your fault. You if you feel that, if you feel that way, that, I mean we're gonna try to. I'm my goal is to remedy that. I, I we don't want to. I personally don't want to keep you out of the loop. Uh, you know why we go on trips to live our lives because you guys live your lives too. But I'd like to give you some kind of enter- entertainment, at least an episode a week. You know what I mean. So just prepare for that. We're gonna prepare for that. But yeah, looking into the future, that's what we plan on doing. We plan on we plan on not neglecting you anymore. I don't feel neglected. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit because I didn't go to the Dominican Republic. But we I are going. To, I get, didn't get to see eel fucking caves. There was no eels and fucking. I didn't see one. I didn't even see a fish. The weed the boy, huh? The weed boy. I didn't get to see the weed boy. Well, this one kid uh, had this one kid. When we were driving, uh, this like a lot of people were like waving. Uh, like a lot of kids would wave and stuff like that. They just like I, they just. They basically, and we actually seen a couple kids going to school and then coming back from school um, on the road. But also, a lot of people would just try to sell, like, make a living, sell you something because we were going through like the farm, the farm, like the backroads of like farmland. So it's a lot of cows. Um, we went to this quarry one time, and there was just these um, donkeys in the middle of the field by this quarry, and we drove past them, and they just didn't think anything about it. But it's a lot of like farming communities, farms and stuff like that. A lot of independent farmers. Um, a lot of people had horses. A lot of cows. Um, people farmed like produce, like little small stores and restaurants. So a lot of people just trying to make a living. But a lot of kids would like stop and wait. But this one kid, <clears throat> this one kid, I don't know what he had, but it was a bottle, like a soda bottle, like a like a like a soda bottle, like a plastic soda bottle. I think it was like. Coke or Dr. Pepper or something like that. But he had something inside of the bottle and the cap was tied to a string and he threw the bottle out into the road. I swerved around it, but there was something in that bottle. And if I, I just assuming, assuming the worst, I thought it was like screws or nails or something, but there was, there was something in that bottle. He's got a bomb. (laughs) He might have, (laughs) he might have, maybe maybe there was an eel in it. Maybe there was an eel in it. Dominican terrorists. Cave eels and kids with bottle bombs. 
There was there was something in that bottle. There was, there was something in that bottle. There was. I swear to God, there was something in that bottle. I swerved around it. Oh man, he had a homemade explosive device. Yeah. Mm. But honestly, when we got back, when we got back to the resort, looking. When we got back to, we booked the excursion through the hotel, and uh, somebody asked us when we got back to the resort, "Did you guys feel safe?" I'm like, "Yeah, we felt safe." <laughs> this kid with this bottle, man, he had a bottle tied to a string with a weight in it. But I, but I told him, I was like, "Yeah, we felt safe." And also, these companies work with the resorts to make no. a living, so these people are responsible for your safety while you're out there. Yes, you're gonna get heckled by people trying to sell you stuff and make their living too, but it's also they're supporting each other. These guys are taking you on excursions to support them. It's all, they're all trying to make money. They're all trying to make a living. But, it, and it's and it's one of those things like, yes, you feel safe. You don't feel like you're in danger, but you're also in a country that you don't understand too. So that's one of the big things. So the people who are always like, I don't feel safe. I'm not leaving the resort. In Mexico, with the cartel problems and actually people like getting shot by cartel members, like on beaches and stuff outside of resorts, that's different. But in like in the Dominican Republic, as of as of now, they haven't had those issues. So it's one of those things like fuck the cartels in the Dominican. They got these kids out here throwing bottle bombs. <laughs> Nobody said it was a bomb. <laughs> he was probably just playing a game. He was like, Oof, and fucking threw, and he's like, <laughs> reeling it back, and I'm gonna get these motherfuckers. <laughs> Maybe it was a trick. Maybe it was a joke. Maybe. Maybe. Or pop a tire. <laughs> and then he's just like, money. That's what I awesome. fix. I fix. <laughs> well, why, why do they sound like that? They don't sound like that. Sound like what? I fix. I fix. I'm pretty sure Dominican Republic. I don't know if the name. I don't. I think Spanish. It's, is it Spanish? Yeah. <clears throat> it is a specific. It's not a specific Spanish. It's relatively the same as like normal Spanish, but they just have a different dialect. It's a different like tone. And like a different speech pattern, but it's it's honestly because Cheyenne <clears throat> took um a few like a lot of years of Spanish in high school and some I think a some, lot of years. No, I think some. I think she took four or five years of Spanish and some in college. I think so. She's a little fluent in it, and she could speak normally with her like her knowledge of Spanish. So they spoke the same. It was just like different tones and phrases they pronounced differently. Hmm. It was a good time. It was very very fun. <clears throat> I highly recommend the Dominican Republic over <clears throat> like. Like we've been to the Bahamas, we've been to Mexico. Yeah, I, I recommend. I'll probably never go back to the Bahamas. I just, I recommend, I recommend the Dominican because we felt safe. Everybody was friendly. The people that worked at the resort were very nice. Uh, like our our site, our lockbox in our room wouldn't work one day, <clears throat> and the security guy came in. He was really nice. We chatted about just different stuff. Um, Everybody there was really nice. We had a good time. I don't know. I feel like that whole trip, that whole fucking cruise trip to the Bahamas was a mulligan. Yeah. Mulligan on the that. one thing, the one thing I think we're going to, I think we're going to wait, uh, wait on traveling outside of the country for a little while, just because we had to have a negative COVID test to come back, which is required by the federal <clears throat> government of the U S and, and also one thing about COVID, especially if you're concerned about like people's practices, in different countries, our resort was super open about how clean and um, how important their um, 
COVID and like cleanliness practices. Did you have to wear a mask around everywhere? Yeah. So you you had to wear a mask in. So you had to wear a mask inside every single building. So you didn't have to wear one outside. Like if you're at the pool, Shine and I kept our distance. We had a pool that went uh, right behind our room. So here's our back porch. We had a jacuzzi here on the back porch, and then right a little patch of grass. And there's a pool that goes the entire length of our building. And you could get out of the pool right across from it and go to the swim-up bar and stuff like that. So we kept our distance. We just swam in our own pool because we're not about, like, all the people partying in the big pool. So we just kind of hung out, go walk over, get a drink, come back. But um, they were you, you did not have to wear a mask outside, but all the employees had to. But if you went into a restaurant, into the coffee shop, into any building, you had to. You absolutely had to. They I mean, stopped. That's not, that's not that They bad. actually stopped you and said you had to put it on. So they took it very seriously. They took uh, their cleanliness very seriously, how clean they were. Um, the resort was clean. Everything was wiped down. They made you put hand sanitizer on if you walked in every single restaurant. Made you put hand sanitizer on. They made you, um, even the bar, like periodically they would be like, if they hadn't seen you that day at the bar, they would make you put hand sanitizer on if they hadn't seen you. Um, so they were actually, they did a lot to help with cleanliness and like COVID restrictions and stuff like that. But the fear of testing positive for COVID, hypothetically speaking, which there were people on the resort that did, you can't leave. You have to stay there. You have to stay there between five days and fourteen, all the way up to fourteen days. So if you if you're on you and they did quarantine separately. Also, they had security guards there. They actually they had security guards outside of the quarantine rooms. Like for some reason, on both there was two trips, like two separate groups. One was the first five days we were there because we were there for ten days, and the second was the second five days we were there. And in both groups. There was five rooms that both people tested positive for COVID in. Did you have to test when you got there and then when you left? No, only before you come back to the United <clears throat> States. Um, That's the thing. I mean, you get like another, you could get another 14 days, but you're quarantined to your fucking room. Yeah. So, so you, and the one thing is both of those, it was like a, literally a group of five rooms all had people test for COVID. The same fucking rooms. They're probably all friends. But no, no, no. But, and then five days later. Five new people, same thing, same rooms. Maybe, it was weird. I wonder if like the the air like connects. I really think they probably. I don't know if it's just it, it's it's a very big coincidence to have the same exact five rooms, five separate people staying in them. Hmm. And I honestly think no matter how much you clean, if you if you're just gonna release that room the next day after you clean it, after those people are gone, they test negative, mm-hmm. they go home. No matter how much you clean it, it's there. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's there. you got to at least... Now, I'm not saying they did anything wrong, but maybe they should have, like, put that room on lockdown for, like, 14 days or another another 10 days or something like that. Or at least... Uh, they have that... They have those things where it can, like... Circuit where it can clean the air. I know it's like an air killer, basically. I know a lot of like car detail people. They have one, and it's for like small spaces. But they have they make big ones, right? Um, and you just put it in there, and you run yeah. it for like a couple hours, and yeah. it completely circulates the air in the room. Right. But like and, I said, I'm not saying the resort did anything wrong, but it's a very big like coincidence that it was those same five rooms. 
But we all we got to see those. But um, the reason why they had security out there, they had secu- a security guard there. One person during the day working a twelve hour shift, and one person during the night working a twelve hour shift to make sure that nobody left those rooms. Can't afford them to leave. Exactly because they took so much. They took ver- a lot of pride in their in their COVID restrictions. And then once you test pot, once you test negative, you can go home. And then you also have to like provide proof that you tested negative and all that other stuff. So. But it's one of those things, the fear of Cheyenne and I, one of us being stuck and having to travel home, which I could have done it by myself. I can get home in airport. We've been to the airport numerous times, flown different places numerous times. Not a big deal. I can take care of myself. But Cheyenne's only been in the airport once and it was never international. And for those of you who have flown internationally and traveled in inside your country and internationally, flying internationally is a, uh, like twice as twice as hard no i wouldn't say hard but it's got twice I mean, you guys did one way though right huh you didn't have a you didn't have a, a layover no we didn't have yeah. a layover but it's layovers it's, make it more difficult it's if difficult it's one, if it's, it's one way it's, it's a lot it gets a lot more difficult when you fly internationally yeah. because you have to deal with uh immigration twice and customs twice both mm-hmm. times whereas if you fly in country you don't even have to have a passport in the united states at least in the united states if you if we went to Florida, then we just needed our driver's license. You can bring your passport, but you just need a driver's license. You go through customs one time, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, it, like there's no immigration, there's nothing like that. You don't Which have. It's not a big deal. It's a whole lot of waiting, right? But also, but it's like speaking of that, we got two years left in our passport, so yeah. But also, and especially when Cheyenne's never flown internationally before, yeah, you got to mass these flight times. You got to do this, that, and it's it, like let's say that she tested positive and she had to stay, and I couldn't stay with her. You know, for that certain time that she was on quarantine, then uh, she has to fly back five days after I get home by herself, and I'll just have to pick her up, or vice versa. She has to fly out, and I have to stay. You know what I'm saying? And I think it was more of a worry for her, trying like being able to get back, and like anxiety, and you know, if you miss this, you miss that. Which I'm sure we would have been able to work it out. You know, we knew people that had connecting flights; they were taking the same flight as us. To help her, you know, go find her I'm gate. Sure, well, like the that. thing about this is it was all planned through a, an organization. So yeah. I'd say she'd have been fine because yeah. I'm pretty sure they have people at the resort, at the airport, yeah. at all times. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things. It would have worked out. But for her anxiety and her, like, her internal self telling her that, you know. She'd been crying the whole night. Yeah, she would have been, yeah, she would have been extremely upset and nervous and anxiety just ridden and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But on a lighter note, you know, she'd never been to a casino and they had a casino in the resort. We went and gambled. She's never been to a casino? Never, never. So we went to a, we went to the casino. It was a very tiny casino on the resort. But I was like, let's just go gamble after dinner. I was like, we never done it before, you know. Let's let's do something tonight uh, that we have that you haven't done. And so we went to the casino, and there was like two other people in there because it's a resort. Nobody's gonna go to the casino. But I went to a a penny slot machine, and I I did the max bet of fifty cents, and I won fifty dollars <laughs> off of fifty cents. So I went. I just went in there with like fifty bucks. And she went in there with like I think she brought like forty bucks or, or twenty bucks something like that. I was like, it's twenty bucks. If you lose it, you lose it. And she wound up winning twenty eight dollars. So it's so we both walked out of there with some money, and she we were in there for about an hour. So she had fun, and I was like, well, you know, we have a casino here. We can go there sometime. It's fun if you don't you just bring enough money to not lose it. You don't bring your credit. <laughs> it's like when we stopped at Evansville that one time after the bachelor party mm-hmm. with and. A uh, guy we were with, he never gambled before, and he's like, "Oh, I'm scared." And he put money in and won like 
fucking five hundred dollars. Yeah, piece of shit. We all walked away with money that night. So yeah, it's. I mean, gambling. As long as you don't get addicted to it, gambling's fun in moderation. You just get a certain amount of money. Yeah. You're not afraid to lose. You know, this just, yeah, you just pin, a little bit of excess. You pin that amount of money. And if you pull any yeah. more out, that's yeah. when it becomes a problem. You don't, you you bring, like, when we would go, I would give you my, like, if we were going to drink or eat or something, I would give you my food and bar money. And I would just have my gambling money. And when it's gone, it's gone. I'm just going to, and I'm just, if I needed a drink. Or something else. That's it. I leave the to bank. Me, I don't ever want to go to, to another casino with you. Because last time we went, we got kicked out. So I don't ever want to do that. Uh, that's okay. But you don't have to go. But but the moral story is, if you don't want to spend the money, don't spend the money. I mean, we're not saying go to a casino. But if you haven't been to one and you think it might be fun, just bring like 50 bucks. If you lose it, you lose it. Yeah. You got your drinking or food money. Go get something to eat. Go get a couple drinks. Enjoy yourself. Leave your wallet in your car. You need your ID, of course, but leave your bank cards, credit cards in your car, and that way you don't have to fuck with it. You know, you don't have to worry about anything. Your your money's out there. You only brought this certain amount. It's there's a responsible way to do it. As long as you do it in moderation, you're not you know you're not addicted to it. Which you know I've I've known people that had gambling addictions and other addictions like that. So it's like puts a lot of strain on everybody. But it's one of those things like you just gotta. Got to be able to pull yourself back before it rubs you in. For the for the devil get for the devil eel get you in the cave. The devil eel. Yeah, we can go gambling. <clears throat> no, we gambling in that cave one time, and the devil eel got you. Yeah, little they know. <laughs> There's eels in this. There's an eel cave. in that cave. There's eels in these caves and fucking yeah. kids with bottle bombs. It was either pep. It was either Doctor Pepper or Coke, but he had something in that fucking bottle that was tied to a string, and he kept throwing it out there in the road. And tried to get us. <laughs> and tried to get us with it, like like fucking like a cat. <laughs> Throw it out there, and fucking reeling it in. You you got time for a news article? Yeah. We okay. Do. All right. Let's go ahead and <laughs> let's go ahead and do this news article, and then we'll we'll get out of here. All right. So a man is sentenced to life after a mayonnaise fight ends in murder. The guy was allergic to eggs. So, beat a guy which we have a, I don't know if we told the story on here or not, but our, we have a friend whose dad, when he was a kid growing up, he found a finger in a jar of mayonnaise and super traumatizing for a, for like a toddler, um, or like a young kid. So, and he was afraid he hated mayonnaise after that, never ate it at all. So, uh, our friend, when he would want to play a trick on his dad, he would just pull a jar of mayonnaise out of the fridge and he would chase his dad around the jar of mayonnaise. Super, super traumatizing for him when he was a kid and he's a grown-ass man, you yeah. know, 50 years old. He found a severed finger in it. But he would run around. with that kid had But he would, turn, he would turn into a scared, a very scared adult man yeah. if you, if you like, presented a jar of mayonnaise to him. He'd be like, get that shit out of my face. I don't want that. <laughs> Maybe that's what that kid had in that bottle, a fucking severed finger with some fucking hoodoo trick. <laughs> Trying to get you. Might be. Pass over the finger. So, a man in the U.S. has been sentenced to life in prison after a fight over mayonnaise escalated. Oh, fight over mayonnaise. I thought it said fight. I thought he beat somebody to death with a mayonnaise. (laughs) It said life after mayonnaise fight. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so Christopher. Miracle Whip. Better. (laughs) No. Miracle Whip is shit. Miracle Whip is disgusting. It's a salad dressing. Miracle Whip is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. It's good for nothing. I've just got the craft with olive oil. Healthier. So No, avocado oil. So Christopher 
Earl Bacher was eating and drinking in a bar in Iowa on December 17th, 20. Oh, this is old. This is an old article. Oh, oh, maybe his ca- he had a case update. So he was he was in a bar in December 2020 when Caleb Solberg spread the mayo over his food. A bar fight Did ensued. Did you see somebody taking a big spoon of mayo and just spreading it over all their food? <laughs> like a mayo blanket. What the fuck are you doing, man? That's why they got in a fight. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Putting mayonnaise on my food? All of it? <laughs> Just a whole jar. No, no, no. Just like shake it. No, this Caleb Solberg spread mayonnaise all over this Christopher. Oh, the spoon. other guy's food. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you said, that if you're sitting there eating french fries and a burger at a bar, and I take some squirt Hellman's and I just fucking. <laughs> yeah, all over your food. You want some, you want some mayo? No, I don't want mayo. And I guess go ahead and no. do it anyway. Oh, too late. Would you, you still eat it? <laughs> What? Would you still eat? I love of- mayonnaise. Okay. It's the best condiment ever invented. So a bar fight ensued and 29-year-old Earl Bacher made threats to the 30-year-old Solberg and his half-brother Qu- uh, Craig Pryor. So Solberg has a half-brother named Craig Pryor. So later that night, Earl, <laughs> Earl Bacher ran Solberg, <laughs> Earl Bacher, and Pryor. And Pryor. Yep. But the thing is, like, it's P-R-Y-O-R. Yeah. So it's... They're all- Weird fucking names. So later that night, Earl Bacher rammed Pryor's vehicle with his pickup truck and ran over Solberg after he spotted him outside a cafe. <laughs> it's just mayonnaise. So they were outside a coffee shop, and this dude ran over. I thought they were at a bar. <laughs> no, no, this was later that night. So after the bar, they were at a coffee shop, probably getting coffee after they had some drinks so they could probably go home, you know, drunk driving, which we don't condone. But so. And so basically, Erlbacher took his truck and hit the brother-in-law's car, rammed it, and then ran over the dude that squirted mayonnaise on his food. So he then uh, doubled back and ran over Solberg two more times before ringing prior to uh, calling prior to tell him that he had killed his brother. What the fuck? This dude killed a guy and then. Ran him over. He ran him over hours later. Hours later, ran him over with his car. Ran him over with his truck, and then backed over him three, multiple times. Three times. Multiple times, and then called the guy and said, "I just killed called the dude's brother that he just killed." It's like, "Hey, you just ran over your brother for squirting mayonnaise on my food." Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hung up. So, according to Des Moines Register, Pryor said during Earl Bacher's trial that it was. Just another bar fight in Harrison County. That makes sense. Just another bar fight in Harrison County. Your brother died, dumbass. Your brother died, dumbass. Wasn't him. He don't care. So Little we, did he know there's eels in Harrison County. So it was just another bar fight in Harrison County until it wasn't any longer. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, which is what the judge said. So Earl Bacher was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced... Um, on Monday, January 31st. So he actually just got sentenced. That's why this yeah. article is coming back up. Well, so he got sentenced on 31st of January this year. Uh, so Earl Bacher had tried to reduce the charge to second degree murder, which carries a 50 year sentence, arguing that he was intoxicated and justified in using deadly force to defend himself of what? You were driving a truck. He was outside. <laughs> he was outside. Nothing. You were driving a truck and you backed him up and ran him over. Self-defense for what? Squirting mayonnaise on your food? Are you allergic? He didn't even have the mayonnaise to defend himself. No. And you fucking No, he, he could have squirted mayonnaise on your windshield. Couldn't see shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
So unless he's like deathly allergic to mayonnaise or something, I mean, that's not... If that's the case, just be like, this prick squirted mayonnaise on my food. Can I get more? And then yeah. give you more free of charge. Like if you're de- like if if he ha- if he had mayonnaise and he would like die if he smelled it. That's different. <laughs> he would die. If you he should have the mayonnaise fat and egg. Fat you should eggs. have the mayonnaise out of your vicinity. I'm allergic to fat and eggs. If you're allergic right. to eggs, okay, you can't have mayonnaise. Yeah, cool. So, uh, so Judge uh, Steensland dismissed this argument, stating even if Earl Bacher is under the influence of alcohol, he's responsible for his acts. If he had sufficient mental capability to perform the specific intent necessary, so intoxication is a defense only when it causes a mental disability, which makes a person incapable of forming specific intent. He continued, the evidence in this case shows that Earl Bacher was in no imminent danger that necessitated the use of deadly force against Solberg. The evidence shows beyond a reasonable doubt that Earl Bacher acted without justification. Uh, the judge added that it was clear Earl Bacher intended to kill Solberg for squirting mayonnaise on his food. So according to the, to the Independent, uh, which is a news source, he said Earl Bacher's first blow to Solberg did not kill him. He can be heard screaming for his brother, Craig Pryor. Rather than, ju- rather than just leaving, Earl Bacher went down the street. He went around. down the street. To flip the bitch yeah. and come back and run him over again. <laughs> a second time. To be sure he had completed the job. Flip dro- another bitch yeah. and come back and run him over again. To be compl- sure he completed the job, Robacher drove his truck uh, up and over Solberg one last time. He drove. He turned around twice yeah. and ran over this man, defenseless man, three times. Yeah. For mayonnaise. Uh I'm surprised they're not seeking like the death penalty for this because this is ridiculous. Well, I would expect nothing less from Obacher and Solberg. <laughs> a man died, Ryan. Let's not make fun of his last name. I mean, name. he did die. Yeah, but... he did die. <clears throat> this is some like Cain and Abel shit. If I squirt like mustard on your French fries, you gonna fucking kill me? No. What is killworthy for food? Nothing. Klondike bar. Uh, what? Uh, what? Klondike bar. If I bet you a Klondike bar, <laughs> you squirt mayonnaise on my Klondike bar. I'm I like, guarantee there's some kind of article out there that says man, man convicted of murder for doing a bet for a Klondike bar. Probably. P.S. Didn't get said Klondike bar. <laughs> I guarantee there's something out there like that. There's some crazy fucking people out there, <clears throat> but <clears throat> I don't see anybody getting that mad about mayonnaise. There were other people that played Russian roulette. It was like a video a long time ago. Have you ever seen that? They played Russian roulette like with an actual revolver. Yeah. And they were shooting each other in the foot. You seen that one? Mm-mm. You haven't? They were playing actual Russian roulette. And it was a video. I think it went viral. Playing actual Russian roulette. And people didn't believe him that he shot himself in the foot playing Russian roulette. And he just got back from the hospital and had a bandaged up foot and had like blood. Oh, I remember that. And shit on it. And yeah. he was like, people don't believe me, so we're going to play again. And then they just spun the revolver and like, pop. And then, like, didn't, it didn't fire a click. And he's playing with another guy, hand the gun. He's like, click, 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 click. And he's just like, boom. And he just shot his other foot. <laughs> Two holes, one in each foot. He lost twice. <laughs> and, like, blood and all kinds of shit squirting out of his foot. See, like, that's 50 50 odds right there. 50 50 odds that you're a dumbass. Yeah. That's you shot is. yourself twice. Now, see, I got something else that's 50 50 odds. Um,. And it's been bugging me for a long time, so I'm just gonna bring it up. I probably brought it up before, but oh god, let's let's okay, let's just for example, let's envision this. Just envision this, everybody. You hang a roll of toilet paper on the toilet paper holder backwards. We all know what backwards is, okay? 
when you're pulling it from when you're pulling the roll out from underneath away from you, you have bad OCD if that's what you're worried about. 50-50 odds you put the toilet paper What's on What's 50-50 right? odds? 50-50 odds says that if a single person hangs a toilet paper roll on a toilet paper holder, 50% of the time, it's going to be the right way. We all know the right way is when the roll is, when the, the, like, the part that's coming off of the roll is facing you. That's the way it has to be. Not underneath. Not underneath bullshit. It's stupid. That's the wrong way to hang it. 50% of the time, it's going to be hung right. Okay, in the two and a half years I've been dating this lady over here, Cheyenne, two and a half years, it has never been applied the correct way once. And I said, 50-50 odds, you're doing this on fucking purpose. You do it on purpose to annoy me. Is there a wrong way <clears throat> to put a toilet paper roll on? Yes, there is. No, there's yes, only there one is. way. Through the hole. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. There is. Th I know what you're talking about, but there's... It's not like you're gonna fucking shove it through the side of it. It's annoying. That's the wrong way. If no. you just if you cut another hole in the side of it where there is no hole, as long as it gets on the shit, who cares? No, no, not at all. They call me OCD, but that there is a right way and a wrong way to to I put mean, a paper. But they towel do say if they put, put it the way you're talking about, like the quote unquote right way, yeah. you save more toilet paper because if you put it underneath, it just keeps spinning. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong way to hang it. Who cares? I'm just saying, 50 50 odds. Then two and a half years of Cheyenne and I have been together, and I feel like that she's put a new roll of toilet paper on the, on the holder. 50% of the time, it should be facing out, but it never has been. And I'm, do, I'm she's doing it on purpose. I'm about to squirt mayonnaise on her french fries. I feel then like she's going to kill me with, with said toilet paper holder. I feel like you shouldn't be worried about which way the toilet paper is and worried about like more like what that kid had in that bottle. And, like, you jumped in a dangerous eel cave and lived to tail the tail. I'm not worried about that because I'm back home now. Went to I, a third, I don't got to be worried about that. You went that. to a third world country, didn't die, didn't get COVID, didn't get eaten by an eel, didn't get blown up by a bottle bomb. You basically beat death the a plane, lot. The plane didn't crash. And you're worried about wiping your ass with the wrong toilet paper, like, facing the wrong way. Yeah. White people problems. <laughs> no, it's first world problems. Yeah, exactly. first world problems. This coffee. At least you got toilet paper. This coffee's too black. <laughs> At least you didn't get run over by a damn truck three times for yeah, putting mayonnaise times. on a man's food, another yeah. man's food. He just wanted to finish the job. Yeah. No harm in that. He saw it through, didn't he? The dumbest yeah. assassin ever. Sure did. Right there. Not the dumbest assassin's that kid with that fucking bottle. That's the dumbest assassin. He's not dumb. He's just trying to play a game. <laughs> Bottle bomb. Good fucking game. <laughs> All right. Let's close this out. All right, everybody. That is the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for downloading. Of course, we couldn't do this fucking glorious, glorious show without you. We appreciate you and love you so much. Uh, appreciate all the support. Go get your shit on the store. Rate and review us. Whatever the fuck you got to do. Remember, wash your hands. Wash your motherfucking ass because you stink. Let's get out of here. And don't forget, everybody, go follow us on all social medias. Facebook page. We have the Comcast Facebook page, the Comcast Instagram page. Uh, we're post to the beer of the week, the book of the month, get posted every uh, every time. We have a new one. Go check those out. Follow us uh, for more. And since it is the month of February, I do have a new book of the month for you guys. Yay! So the book of the month for the month of February it's called Conversations with Tom Petty. Harry Potter. <laughs>
So, com- <laughs> so conversations with Tom Petty. Um, it's written by Paul Zolo, and this is one of the only memoirs of Tom Petty before I think he. It's a memoir. It's a memoir. Mem- <laughs> memoir. 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 It's a, one of the only memoirs of Tom Petty uh, since his passing. He never actually got around to finishing. I think he was starting it, but he never got to finish it. His actual autobiography. So this is a memoir of conversations with Tom Petty, Paul Zolo interviewing him, asking questions about music, stories, his life, where he started. So it's the closest thing we have to a biography of Tom Petty, and it's a very, very interesting. Um, I listen to it on audio, on auto audiobook. Um, it is free right now on Audible. If you want to get that, it is free right now on Audible. But he talks about the the making of his songs, where the inspiration came from, stories of his past. If for rock and roll fans, and specifically Tom Petty fans, this is a must listen. If you haven't heard it or read it already, go check it out. Um, and let us know what you think about it uh, on the Facebook page or the Instagram page. Let us know what you think about it. Um, questions, comments. I mean, I, I picked these books of the month for a reason because I, I thoroughly enjoy them. So go check that out. Let, let me know what you think about it if you like it. Um, let's get out of here. I love the fuck out of you guys. We'll see you all next week. Have a blessed week. As always, read a good book, drink a good beer, and when life gets hard and life gets you down, you milk that pig, everybody. Peace. We out.